Um, we have Pat Williams, who was the former general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers and the founder of the Orlando Magic. Uh, and for, thanks for bringing basketball to, to Florida. But, uh, Pat, I wanted to brought you on because I know you were very close to Kobe Bryant, his family, and with his tragic passing, if you could just give some thoughts about about your feelings about it and, and, and your experiences with Kobe. Well, we go way back, Ira, with his father uh, in 1975. Uh, that was the summer when we drafted Daryl Dawkins and Lloyd Free. We signed George McGinnis as a free, as a ABA player who came to us. And then uh, the Warriors uh, drafted Joe Bryant, Jelly Bean Bryant, that was his nickname, on the first round. However, uh, they lost their rights to him uh, when they failed to properly tender him uh, his con- the, the contract. So he became a free agent. He lived in Philadelphia, and we jumped on it, and we signed him. And uh, that's how he got to Philadelphia. Uh, he was there with us for four years. Uh, I can remember vividly uh, when Kobe was born in 1978. Uh, he and his wife, Pam, were expecting, and uh, Kobe came uh, the night before they were eating dinner at a Kobe steakhouse. They didn't have a name for this little boy yet, and so they thought, well, let's just call him Kobe in honor of our dinner here. And uh, that's what happened. That's how he became Kobe Bryant. Uh, I can remember him as an infant coming to the games in the arms uh, usually of his grandparents, who were big fans. And uh, that was how we first met Kobe Bryant. And a year later, in 1979, we traded uh, Joe Bryant to San Diego for a future first-round pick. And he played there for a while. Then he ended up going to Houston uh, before a seven-year run in Italy. Uh, Kobe was five when his dad moved to Italy. Uh, he was 12 when they came back to the States. And in that period, Kobe uh, learned basketball, uh, became an international citizen, became fluent in Italian. And uh, it's quite a story, really, quite a remarkable story. Yeah, I mean, he was... It, when he, I heard, you know, I read about in terms of during the summers, even though he was living in Italy in the summers, he would come back and play in the Philadelphia Summer Leagues and was becoming popular in Philadelphia as, a, as this legend, even though he was living in Italy during that period of time. Well, he never lost his roots in Philly. You know, that's where his dad was from. That's where his mother was from. That's where he was born. And um, he, he traveled to San Diego and then Houston and then overseas to Italy because of his dad's basketball journeys. Uh, But his heart really remained in Philadelphia. He ended up uh, going to high school in Philadelphia, Lower Marion High School in Ardmore, PA, uh, a public school in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And, of course, his accomplishments there were legendary. Uh, You know, he just became a great, great a uh, Philadelphia legend as far as high school basketball was concerned, and uh, could have gone to any college in the country, I'm sure, but <clears throat> his heart was set on uh, becoming a pro, and back in that period, uh, high school kids could still come out uh, after their senior year in high school. Uh, that has since changed, where they have to at least go to college for one year, uh, but Kobe came right out, 13th pick, Today he would have been obviously would would have been the first pick, uh, but uh, back then in 
that period, high school kids were still kind of suspect, and a lot of teams were leery <clears throat> or wary <clears throat> or opposed in principle uh, to drafting high school kids. That's how he came down to the 13th pick, and uh, that was the Charlotte pick. The Lakers wanted him, and they gave up their center, Vladi Divash, for that pick, and that's how Kobe ended up in L.A. And you were at the Magic at the time, and some people thought they were making that trade to get rid of Divock's salary to some extent. I mean, the question is, were they getting Kobe or getting rid of the salary so that they could then sign Shaq? So, I mean, at that time, they were, you know, to pair Shaq and Kobe together, but people had no idea how good Kobe was going to be, but everybody knew who Shaq was. And you were with the Magic well, at the time. it was all part of Jerry West's master plan, probably his finest hour as a basketball executive. Uh, he moved his center... Uh, knowing that he had a chance to bring Shaq aboard as a free agent and would no longer have any need for Divash. And uh, uh, Jerry saw something in this 17-year-old kid uh, that really struck a chord with him. And, uh, and, and so he took Kobe there. And as it turns out, Shaq and Kobe were uh, quite a remarkable duo. Uh, they won three straight titles, uh, probably could have won more, if, if they'd stayed together longer. Uh, but they brought uh, incredible success to, to the Laker franchise. And then in 2009, actually, the Magic had an improbable run to the finals with Dwight Howard. Uh, the Magic played the Lakers in the finals. That was probably, the, the at that period of time, one of the best teams in terms of the Lakers I had playing tremendous basketball. But that finals was, it was just ironic that the Magic were playing the Lakers and they were involved in that big trade. This was... Um Strictly Kobe's team now. Yeah, uh, they had picked up Paul Gasol. Uh, they had some nice pieces, uh, but Kobe was at the very, very peak of his career at this point. Uh, he was uh, just a phenomenal player, and uh, loved having that full responsibility uh, for the team. Liked it being liked the fact that it was Kobe's team, and I remember that playoff, that finals uh, vividly. Uh, we gave him a good tussle, had a chance to win game one in L.A., had a, had a terrific chance. And uh, we were in a couple of those games, but uh, couldn't quite pull it off. And then it was interesting about how Kobe, who was such a star in the players, you know, it's, it's thing with the mama mentality. But now we remember Kobe more as this mentor and how he has was texting, it seemed like, almost every single player of the league and, and motivating them. And, and when did Kobe make that transition in terms of being just this singular, you know, Kobe, myself, the mama mentality for myself, to being the mentor, it seemed like, for the entire NBA? Well, I think it began, as he began to age, I think he realized that there was, uh, there was um, a great fulfillment, a great satisfaction in having an impact on younger players. I think he truly enjoyed that. I think he was a teacher at heart and uh, really enjoyed transferring uh, his experiences and his knowledge uh, to this next generation coming along. And he continued to do that in the four years since he retired. Uh, I, I think he was in touch with many players still in the league. Uh, he, he loved working with young players, including his daughter's team. Um, he had a great love for women's basketball. Uh, he was really absorbed with that, uh, probably through the impact of his 13-year-old daughter, who 
loved basketball and looked like she had a tremendous future. So Kobe got caught up in, in the women's game. But I think, as I said, he, he enjoyed passing on his knowledge. Uh, he enjoyed his role as a life coach, as a sage, as a mentor. I think that was really uh, a big part of his life. Yeah, and, and in terms of, we're talking to Pat Williams, who was the founder of the, of the Orlando Magic and former general manager of the Sixers about Kobe Bryant. Um, Pat, you know, it, the Magic this year sort of almost have that Mamba mentality playing tough. I mean, a lot of people had wrote them off, and uh, you got to be happy that they're still battling for that eighth playoff spot. And, and, you know, the team is, you know, I've seen them play about three, four times this year, and, you know, just they're playing hard, they're playing tough, and just impressed with how the, how the Magic are hanging in there this year. Well, they are, and we've had a, a really tough injury to one of our best players, Jonathan Isaac. He has been out for a while now and looks like he'll be out further, and that, that's really been a blow to us. But uh, we play hard every night, um, you know, full effort. have a terrific coach in Steve Clifford, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're hanging in for one of those playoff spots in the East, and... Uh, uh, that's why the second half of the season is going to be so important here in Orlando. But we have a, a, a team that people enjoy watching. Our crowds have been good. The enthusiasm remains high. And uh, we'll see what the second half brings. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is that people, like, went down to, to a heat game last week. It took me two and a half hours to get down from West Palm Beach to Miami. I went to the Pro Bowl in Orlando and it took me two hours. So people think in West Palm that you're closer to Miami, but technically with traffic sometimes it's easier to get to Orlando and you can catch some of your teams. And, and it's a great, it's an easy drive and a great place to watch basketball. But I also. Well, that's good, yeah, good go. to hear. I, I agree with all of that. Uh, <laughs> Orlando, in the center part of the state, uh, you've got access to Orlando from, from everywhere in Florida. <clears throat> and. Uh, I think we draw from many spots, uh, you know, not close to Orlando. And then the other thing you're involved is, I know we're in West Palm Beach here, and we have the four minor league baseball, four, not minor league, four uh, spring training sites for our teams. But I know you're very involved with the Orlando Dreamers and trying to bring professional baseball, major league baseball, to Orlando. Ira, that's the next big project on my calendar, uh, trying to convince uh, major league baseball uh, that Orlando can be an outstanding big league city. And we're in the middle of that process now. We're encouraging uh, people who want to do this uh, to go up to our website, orlandodreamers.com, and, uh, and just say, yes, uh, great idea, I'm in. Uh, I want to be part of this. Uh, so we're encouraging people to do that. Orlandodreamers.com is the website. Uh, we've got about 12,000 people that have already gone up there, uh, but we want to deliver a message uh, to Major League Baseball uh, that this community is red hot to be a big league baseball city, and uh, they're all in. So uh, we're encouraged. We feel that uh, we're making good progress, and we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Major League Baseball has said uh, that they want to add two new teams uh, and get to 32 teams. They're also aware uh, that Oakland and St. Pete have problems with ballparks, and they've got to try and get that resolved. And uh, we're not above uh, trying to convince the, uh, uh, the Rays that uh, uh, they'd be much better off in Orlando. Well, so we'll see how all that plays out. 
Well, I mean, you wish you the best of luck. I mean, there's, you know, Orlando, the Magic, and the Heat, both, uh, so, you know, both are thriving in two markets. So I, I don't see the problem with having the Marlins and the, and the Orlando Dreamers in the same, in the same state. But, I, you know, I, I would love to keep – I mean, I think it would, be, it would be bad for baseball to have – if, say, the, the Rays would leave Tampa, to have only one team in Florida for baseball major league, to think how popular baseball is in this state, uh, that I just would think it would be horrendous to leave the state with just one team. Well, I agree, and uh, they, uh, the Rays just have never been able to make it in St. Pete. Uh, it's a small market, really, and, and we're uh, trying to convince them that as they study whether to go to Montreal or whether to play in two cities, uh, uh, we're trying to convince them uh, that Orlando would be the perfect spot for them to land eventually. Well, Pat, I want to thank you a lot. I know you're very busy and, and working with the Dreamers and your motivational speaking, and I really appreciate you coming on Iron Sports, 95.9, 106.9, and uh, everybody go to the Orlando. Say that website again, so because I haven't done it. I promise to do it right when we're done with the show uh, to go on the website and, and to support the Dreamers. You know, OrlandoDreamers.com, Ira. Thanks for going up there, and it's, it's, uh, you'll, you'll learn some things, and uh, you get to register and simply say, yeah, count on me. Uh, I want to do this. I think it's a great idea. I want to be part of the Dreamers. So uh, that's, that's really the message here. Well, you brought basketball to Orlando when people thought it was never going to happen. So if anyone could do it, you can, Pat. So I appreciate you coming on Iron Sports and, and, uh, and talk about Kobe and the Magic and the Dreamers. And, uh, and thank you very much. All the best to you. Thanks, Ira. Bye-bye. Bye.